0: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003.
1: Well, it's Monday, October 7th, and you're listening and watching Picks and Parlays Radio, the show that gifts you a smorgasbord of spectacular sporting wages and information guaranteed to pick up your week. I'm Nick Gieber in... Chelsea Messenger, we got a big show for you today. We're going to talk about NFL and college football opening lines and uh, maybe some movements therein. I'll be joined by our huapo himself, uh, Craig Trapp. We'll be going through uh, some of this with you. Also, of course, uh, baseball, it's hot and heavy. It's the playoffs. Tony Tellers and Craig Trapp and I, well, we'll be having a discussion about the big baseball games coming up this week. Is it going to close out? Is this next game for both these Uh, series going to close out, well, stay tuned. We'll let you know. Also, Tony T and Joe Duffy, uh, we're going to be talking about some college football. Syracuse at NC State, Colorado, Oregon. Uh, We got Oklahoma at Texas, all sorts of good stuff. If you have something to say, we would love to hear from you. The way to do that, get onto social media. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, We are at picks parlays. We'll put it up there on the screen for you. Uh, you. We're also on Facebook. We're on YouTube. And we are streaming on YouTube Live if you've missed it. And quite frankly, if you have missed it, you're a total knob because that's where everything that you want to know, it's right there on YouTube. Loads of free picks, by the way. I mean, really, we are going to make you a fortune. Just tune in to our YouTube channel. and Don't forget to subscribe and click the notification bell so every time one of these genius videos goes up there, you're going to be notified. Uh, we've got loads of stuff, as I said. Uh, if you want to give us a call in the studio, by the way, we haven't done this up to now. You can do that. The call is free. That's right. scot free. Don't be a cheap bastard. Give us a call. 800-878-7529. That's right. This is your chance to level the income playing field. The network's paying for the call. So let's stick it to the man. Give us a call. We'd love to know where you are placing your money. 800-878-PLAY. So there you have it. Social media. we got phone calls. Uh, You can comment on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. We're going to bring it all to you right here on Picks and Parleys Radio. All right, well, I want you to gather your thoughts. I'm going to certainly gather mine, and I'm going to collect an incredible collection of experts to bring you right after the break. Don't go anywhere. Be right back after this.
2: Now that
3: you can get your favorite Chili's 3 for 10 meals delivered, anywhere can be your own personal Chili's. So?
4: Hi, welcome to my house.
3: Welcome to the meat lover's section of my in-law's vegan barbecue. Burgers, finally.
4: Welcome to my therapist's office, where it's okay to
5: eat your feelings. And quesadillas.
3: Welcome to Chili's Delivery. Order online at chilis.com slash delivery and get all your favorite 3 for 10 meals, like Cajun chicken pasta, delivered right to you wherever you are. At participating restaurants only, 3 for 10 not available via third-party platforms. Delivery fee supply. Message and data rates may apply. Please do not text and drive. See for terms and conditions.
5: And now for an important announcement. Do you, or does someone you know, sweat the bed? Do you ever wake up feeling like you've been sleeping on a slip and slide? Sweating the bed is a serious but a common problem that affects your sleep, health and happiness plus it's just plain gross but it's not you it's your mattress fortunately there is a cure it's called purple Purple is the only mattress with a scientifically engineered smart comfort grid. This patented technology is designed to let air flow freely so you sleep cool. Side effects of sleeping on Purple include sleeping better, feeling better, and, well, honestly, smelling better. Try the Purple mattress risk free for 100 nights and never sweat the bed again. And for a limited time, pick a free Purple product with your mattress purchase by texting SMART to 84888. The coolest sleep of your life and a free Purple product by texting SMART to 84888. That's S M A R T to eight four eight eight eight. You're that famous actress. You must travel so much. What's the best site for hotel deals? Um, Hilton.com. No, no, no. One with crazy savings. Hilton.com. With their price match guarantee, if you find a better rate, they match it and take 25% off. No, one with lots of options. Hilton.com has 16 top hotel brands Hampton, Hilton Garden Inn, Waldorf Astoria. Hilton.com. You should totally do their commercials. Expect better. Expect Hilton. You're good. I know. Thank you.
3: Applicable terms and conditions at Hilton.com.
1: All right, welcome back to Picks and Parleys Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. i also like to say a big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world. Listening on the American Forces Network, it's great to be with you. We'll be with you each and every weekday from 4 p.m. Eastern time right here on these very networks. All right, before the break, I promised you NFL and college football opening line reports. I am joined with the Huapo of picksandparleys.net himself, Mr. Craig Trapp. Craig, what are we going to start with? The professional athletes or the athletes that are professional and pretend not to be?
6: Which one are we going with yeah, first? Let's start with NFL week six. I just think, uh, of course, big week ahead. I mean, this is the week where, you know, some of these teams are probably going to decide if they're going to be traders or buyers at the trade deadline as uh, some, man, there's about five teams in the league that are oh so bad and a bunch of others that are in the middle and could use some help.
1: All right, well, shall we start with the Giants at the Patriots? I mean, this is really the story of uh, one team that uh, sucks and the other that doesn't. I I see the lines actually moving. It was minus 14. It's now New England, minus 17. Is this telling us, well, for the Patriots, they're going to score more than Robert Kraft at a massage
6: parlor? Well, this actually line, even the advance lines on these that we came out in the middle of the summer was actually 10 So this has moved from really 10 to 17, but the opening uh, line is what I usually use that comes out uh, on Sunday night or Monday morning, and that was New England 14. Bet immediately up to 17. I don't see this moving a whole lot. This is the Thursday night football game, so we'll get a lot of action. The total on this one went from 46 to 43, and I think that speaks to how well New England's been playing, especially on defense. And uh, advanced, I would say, New England obviously wins this game, but the Giants are the one team that, remember, has beat them twice in the Super Bowl. And I think you have to, uh, you know, sneaky, sneaky Thursday night play if you want to take all these points in the Giants.
1: Uh, Ooh, I don't know. That's uh, that's some twisted logic there, Craig. But I'll I'll go with you on this one. It's uh, the Patriots. They've only allowed two defensive touchdowns all season. Uh, Really, they are they are on fire. Should we
6: go to the next one? Panthers at Bucks. Uh, How's this one looking? Well, this is the London game. Uh, of course, it's going to be 9:30 Eastern tanner, Standard Time. So if you're there in uh, Vegas, like Nick, you got to wake up at 6:30 in the morning to watch this one at Tottenham, Tottenham Stadium. Uh, the Panthers were even when this uh, opened up. Now the Panthers are favored by two and a half. I think that's a lot of recency bias because Carolina, since Kyle Allen took over a quarterback, three and zero straight up, three and zero against the spread, and a Tampa Bay team that. Really started off uh, lackluster last week before they come on late and fell short against the spread in New Orleans.
1: Well, it's a bad place to have this game because Tottenham Hotspur. Well, they, that is their home stadium and they are in a complete free fall. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens on this game. Panthers at Bucks in my hometown, London, England. Uh, let's move along, shall we? Bengals at Ravens. Ravens are minus eight and a half to eleven
6: and a half. Craig, where's this one going? Well, believe me, I'm uh, back, located here in Cincinnati. This line is right on. I think this line is going to continue to move as the Bengals are 0 and 5, 2 and 3 against the spread, though. Uh, did look at least a little better coming back late uh, and then falling in the last-second field goal to an under or a winless Arizona team as well. So, but Baltimore uh, hasn't quite looked as good on defense as we thought they were the last few weeks. But I still think uh, the line's headed in the right direction. I think Baltimore is clearly the better team. 11 and a half, I think this thing could end up around 13.
1: All right. Uh, shall we go to Kansas City where the Chiefs will be hosting the Texans? Uh, the Chiefs are minus eight and a half to ooh, about minus five and a half. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Now, is he going to be playing or is he still injured? Uh, there was something about an injury there which did not bode very
6: well. Yeah, banged up here, but I still think he'll play. Let these young quarterbacks always seem to play and against... Of course, uh, uh, Watson here for Texans, and they have played very well as of late, really came on uh, late in that game with the defensive touchdown to really make it look ugly. Uh, but 4-1, and one, the Chiefs are 3-2 against the spread. I think the Chiefs at 5 here is a much stronger play off of that 8.5 opening line. Uh, this is going to be a really good game, maybe the best game of the week.
1: Do we have any word on Tyreek Hill? Because if he's going to play,
6: I expect that line to move some more, right? Well, I actually think they considered uh, that I see that he is going to play, that he's not even questionable at this point. I and, mean, of course, those things can change. Um, so I expect that the line suggests that he is going to play. Um, and, you know, but I could, this line could still go back the other way to, say, six. So I don't think it would get back to the seven. So if you're if you're a Houston uh, backer, you might want to uh, wait a little bit. If you're a Kansas City fan, I would go ahead and get on it now.
1: Uh, so you're saying it's priced in already. All right, fair enough. Uh, Redskins at Dolphins.
6: Yeah, Washington, of course, fired uh, Jay Gruden after uh, sixth season. Um, not a whole lot of positive to say about this Washington team. This defense has been one of the worst in the league. Uh, we saw this line open at six and a half. Is Washington favored at six and a half? It tells you how bad the Dolphins are. Now Washington favored at three and a half. Both teams looking for their first win. Something has to go. 0 and 5 for the Redskins, 0 and 4 for the Dolphins. And between the two of them, only Washington has a win against the spread. They're one and four against the spread while uh, the Dolphins are 0 oh and 4 against the spread.
1: Well, so two crap teams. The question is, which one's just a little less crappy than the other? Well, we're going to find out now. Uh, let's go to, uh, Cowboys at Jets. Dallas minus seven. Now it's minus eight and a half. What's going on there, Craig?
6: Well, this is another one. That if you looked at the advance lines, the, uh, the Cowboys were only favored by one and a half, so really a ten-point line movement off of the summer lines, but off the opening line. I think this is justified because the Jets have not been great, uh, 0 and 4, 1 and 3 against the spread. Against you know a Cowboys team that I won't say is desperate for a win, but they didn't look great uh, in the first half last week. They didn't look good in New Orleans. I think the Cowboys need a, a, a good showing here, and I think that's why this line's moving.
1: All right. Well, the last one is Titans at Broncos. Uh, I'm just trying to look at my notes on this one. Well, the
6: Broncos have actually looked better the last few weeks. So where is this line going, Craig? Yeah, I mean, it started at even, um, and now Denver's favored by two and a half. I do think the Titans, uh, one of those Jekyll and Hyde teams, uh, it's too bad uh, Chelsea's not here because, of course, the Titans, we have to give her the, the, the talk on the Titans. But Two very good defenses here. I, I think the total has moved from 40.5 to 38.5 in this one as well. I think this looks like a, a strong underplay when I'm just first going through these lines.
1: All right. Well, we've got not a lot of time. We've got a lot of college football lines to get to. Should we uh, run down them quickly? Uh, and if, if sure. you're listening or watching out there and uh, college football is your thing, get a pencil and paper because we're going to fire away here. App
6: State at UL Lafayette. What's going on on this one? The, the, we usually wouldn't talk about a game like this, but this is one of the Thursday games and. Uh, the line uh, App State was favored by two and a uh, two. Now it's UL uh, Lafayette is favored by one and a half. So pretty good line movement. Two pretty good teams. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette is five and zero oh against the spread. So, uh, and I think App State's maybe four and one or th- something for three and one. So both of these teams have been pretty good against the number. And that's the weekday game.
1: Uh, my question is at halftime, do they raise serpents in prayer? I don't know. Let's go next one. Colorado at New Mexico.
6: Yeah, seven. Colorado State opened at seven, now down to four, because the uh, Colin Hill, the quarterback for Colorado State, is out in that one.
1: All right. uh, Rutgers, Indiana?
6: Yeah, this line is going to move. I think it opened at 27, or I believe it's 27 now to 25, um, or 23 to 25, something like that. But this did line move, because Rutgers quarterback uh, McLean Carter is out in this one.
1: All right. So uh, Louisville, uh, Wake Forest, Wake uh, have gone from minus nine to minus
6: six and a half, tightening up quite a bit there. Yeah. Wake Forest hasn't been quite as good as everybody, I think, thought after the, uh, a pretty good start to the season and Louisville much better than people thought. So this line, I think is a little justified. If you like Louisville off of that key number uh, of a seven, I would definitely get on it now.
1: All right. Nebraska, Minnesota. I think so much of this depends about Nebraska quarterback
6: Adrian Martinez. Is he
1: going to be fit to play or not? Am I correct on that one?
6: Yeah, I mean if if Martinez plays this line it opened at Minnesota minus six and a half up to Minnesota minus eight and a half. Um also at the several uh the, the key running back for uh Nebraska is questionable or maybe even out it sounds like so a lot of banged up injuries and in Minnesota is a pretty good team, so I think it's pretty justified that it went through the key number of seven.
1: All right, well we're gonna we're running out of time, Craig, so we're gonna pick just a few more and I would uh Remind our viewers and listeners that if they want to get more free picks, they can always go to picksandparleys.net. We've got loads of free picks on there for you. Don't be bashful. Get onto your keyboard or your phone and go to picksandparleys.net. All right, let's start. Washington at Arizona. Uh, Washington moved from minus nine to minus seven. Uh, the Huskies are not so good on the road.
6: Yeah, this one's, uh, I was kind of surprised it's moved that, this much this early. Um, I think Washington's clearly a better team. Uh, but, you know, the money movement is what it is. Well, what about this massive
1: movement in the San Jose at Nevada match? It's gone from uh, minus seven and a half in Nevada down to
6: minus one. Is that something I should know? Uh, to me, I think it's just the San Jose State has usually been a doormat. Uh, is not this year? They've already got more wins than they have the last few seasons combined, and uh, so that one, I'm a little shocked on that one. But definitely wanted to mention it before uh, because this line, anytime you get a six-point plus right. line movement, we got to go to break. When we come back, let's pick it up. Major League Baseball,
1: stay with us here. Picks and Parlays Radio. Back, Picks and Parlays Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm Nick Eber in for Chelsea Messenger. Now, a lot of people are asking, where is Chelsea? Why is this ugly guy in front of the camera instead (laughs) of our beloved Chelsea Messenger? Well, if you haven't figured it out by now, Chelsea's just a wee bit pregnant. And so she has decided in her good wisdom, to go have a baby. So that's what Chelsea Messenger is. But don't worry, folks. She will be back, and I will more than happily give up my seat for her. All right, welcome back. Uh, We've got Major League Baseball this segment. I'm joined by Craig Trapp and Tony Tellers, both of picksandparleys.net. Gentlemen, we have some exciting baseball divisional series to get to. We have the potential here for both of these games to close out the divisional series. Are we going to see that? I'll start
7: with you, uh, Tony. Yeah, I think it's a possibility that we will see that um, as, as we look at some of the games here. I think the early afternoon games that we won't see all of them go. Looks like uh, looks like uh, Tampa Bay is going to survive for up ten to three here in the uh, in in the eighth inning. Uh, uh, and I think it, it brings up an interesting point here about the Houston Astros' decision here in Game Four. Do they go with Verlander and short rest, or they or do they go with Urkiti? uh Granky got pounded remember the big news after the all-star break was that Granky deal well in his first playoff start nick he gave up six runs to the to, to tampa bay and now uh houston astros have to have a decision to make in game number four
1: all right so uh we still have you all right now we got everyone i was oh, yeah. confused that for a moment Yeah, we got craig, maybe craig
7: maybe craig can chip in craig what do you think about that here with uh, with with the decision for the astros in game four
6: I don't know, Grinky. He has not been good historically. The real knock on him has been in postseason that he's kind of a mental midget. A lot of the reasons are I think why maybe the Yankees or the Red Sox didn't go after him in the last few years. And uh, to me, I I thought maybe down in the order a little bit he would have an advantage. But uh, we've seen it already. I I do think if they if they don't don't win here, I, I think I would probably go to Verlander on short rest.
7: Yeah, you got Verlander in short rest, and you got Garrett Cole on full rest for the closeout, if necessary, if you want to get to that point. I mean, that's the question mark. Do you really want to get to that point where you have to worry about Cole? But I'm with you there. Maybe Verlander is the one. But, you know, Craig, we're going to talk about this Dodgers and Nationals game that's going to be coming up here in, in just a few hours here. and um, You don't have to worry about the shadows because we're seeing this Cardinals-Brave game in shadows. 3-1 St. Louis up in this one. St. Louis looking to survive this, this series, move it to Game 5. But in this Dodgers-National game, we got Rich Hill on the, on the mound against Scherzer. And, uh, you know, I'm a little concerned here, Craig, because I, I would rather see Tony Gonzalez in this, in this role, not Rich Hill. Even Ross Stripling. I, I'm not a fan of both of those uh, pitchers there, uh, uh, Craig. What are your thoughts here with L.A. going with Rich Hill in this, in this spot? Well, actually, before
1: we get to Craig for a minute, I, I'm just wondering why are they playing Rich Hill in this game? I mean, he's 4-1 with a 2.45 e- ERA. He's not their best pitcher by a long shot. I mean, they have a chance to close it out. Don't you want to do everything you can to put this series behind you? Yeah,
7: you do, but I call it lazy managing because Rich Hill is the guy they used in the playoffs for the last couple of years. He's that guy. We put him in, in, in game four. We let him throw his four, in, four innings. He's a nervous wreck on the mound. He sweats every pitch, and, and he, he may get a blister. And But the problem is with Rich Hill, he doesn't go deep. So then you tax your bullpen. The Dodgers have not won the World Series because of their pitching, their bullpen. So why do, you bring, why do you put this guy, Rich Hill, on the mound who can only go four innings, tax your bullpen? Who knows which, what's going to happen if, you know, if, if Hill can't get through this one? I think he will. I think they're going to win despite Rich Hill starting. But Tony Gonzalez has been a really good pitcher down the stretch. He can go innings and go deep in games, and he can relax your bullpen a little bit. But when you got Rich Hill on the mound, you're only going to get four innings. It's a bad if- move, Nick. It's a lazy managerial move to put in Rich Hill in this yeah, one. Yeah,
1: Tony, 50 pitches. I mean, since coming back from injury, he's not he's not pitched more than 50 pitches a game. I mean, that's, you know, pretty pathetic, quite frankly.
7: Yeah, and it's basically what I call just pretty much cookie-cutter cookie, cookie management here. Pretty much, he's been the guy we've used the past three years. We got to the World Series with him. Listen, you lost the World Series because your, your, your bullpen has choked in big pressure spots against the Astros and last year against the Red Sox. And of course, uh, you know, your hitting doesn't always come through in the clutch for you in these World Series games in the later innings. You need that bullpen fresh. Tony Gonzalez is a guy that can go six, maybe even seven innings for you. Preserve that bullpen. Nick, that is so important now in these post- in the postseason. Well,
1: uh, Craig, what do you think? Do you think uh, Max Scherzer can refine some form and, uh, and get them back
6: into the series? I think so. I think the Nationals win this game and then all the pressures on the Dodgers. I mean, the Nationals have nothing. They – Weren't supposed to even be here this year. I would hate it if I was the Dodgers uh, fan if I have to win Game Five. And to me, I think that happens. I think the Nationals get this win and really uh, force it back to LA and force LA to win in pressure situation. And then the question is, uh Tony, who, do, who does the Dodgers pitch in Game Five?
7: Oh, it's without a doubt, it's going to be Bueller. Uh, it'll be it'll be Walker Bueller, but. I'm going to go – I don't think there's going to be a game five, Craig, because even though I'm against Rich Hill, I think he can give them the four innings and the bullpen come in here with Maeda, with Urias, with Ross Stripling and company. I think they can get the job done here because Max Scherzer has not been the same, Nick. He was on the DL for a month. He's come back. He has an ERA over five. You know, in his past four starts, he's allowed 17 earned runs, six homers, in in and two-thirds innings. And the Dodgers, they're a home run hitting team. And don't forget, when Scherzer pitched in the biggest game of the season, it was the NL wild card. Brewers got him for two homers. He left the game down 3-1. Of course, it was a bullpen meltdown by the Brewers, but still your, your, your number one guy goes, goes off out of the game down 3-1 in an elimination game. And remember, when Scherzer exits, you've got that Nationals bullpen in there. And this could be if this comes down to a bullpen game, Nick, I'm all over the Dodgers. Uh, Craig, what do the
6: lines look like on this game? Your National's uh, minus one thirty. I, I mean, you got to shop this line. They're they're all, all over the place there, but about that. And then the total set at eight. I do think the over is not a bad play here because, like you, said, I don't see either starter going past four or five because at, at this point, you know, anytime somebody gets in trouble in the playoffs now, they just go to the bullpen.
1: All right, good stuff. All right, let's move along, shall we? Yankees at Twins. Uh, this one is, could be a, a sweep here uh, for the Yankees. They look pretty much unstoppable, and I personally can't stand them, but you had to really love that Grand Slam, didn't you?
7: Yeah, you did. I don't know if I'm a Brit would like a Yankee too much anyway, so uh, I will have to say here that uh, I'm going to stick the, to the over in this series. I, think, I do believe the Yankees are going to win, a, but a high-scoring game, so I'm going to go over a total of nine runs each game in this series have gone over. Matter of fact, Nick, when they've gone head-to-head, the Overs cash 14 of 17. Yankees have scored 18 runs in the first two games of the series. And, of course, uh, listen to this. In their past five games against the Twins, New York has scored 48 runs. So they've pounded the Twins pitching staff. Odorizzi, by the way, is a starter for Minnesota. When he went, uh, when he last faced the Yankees back at the end of July, he gave up nine earned runs. Now, Severino's going to start. He hasn't gone very deep. Remember, he had that shoulder surgery. He hasn't pitched much. hasn't gone deep in games. But one thing to note here, the Yankees – Pitching is not the same on the road. They're bullpen ERA over five on the road this season, Craig.
1: All right, so yeah, uh, I, we've I, got uh, Tom Bees uh, writes to us on YouTube. Guys, he says, who wins this? I mean, enough prognostication. Uh, let's give him the winner.
6: Yeah, I, I, like, I like the Yankees I like here the, too. Yeah. I, I just think the Yankees are, are clearly the better offense. And, and they're both home running hitting offenses. I mean, these two... It's, it's like home run derby, and you watch these two play. I mean, they just sit around, and uh, there's no small ball up here. They're not stealing bases. They get a guy on there, just hoping for the big home run. I think if you're going to favor the team like that, you got to take the Yankees in the stronger lineup. And I do think Severino is, um, even if he's not 100%, which I don't think he is at this point of the season, uh, I don't. Th- he'll need all spring training next year to get to that. But I do think in a three or four inning spot, which is where I think he'll be today, I think he'll be better than, than the Twins starter Odorizzi. And I like the Yankees minus 140 with a total of nine. I think the 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 total is, as you talked, uh, Tony, is a strong play as well.
1: Well, I saw an interesting stat, guys. It said the Twins are four and 22 in their last 26 playoff games. If you're a Minnesota fan, that's uh, it's not too exciting for you.
7: Yeah, it can't be exciting here because basically Yankees bats well over the years, when you go back and look at those Yankees teams with their really good top line starting pitching they've had and not so much this year, but in years past, you know, you think about the Clemsons, all, all the great pitchers they've had, even the closer, Mario, who got who got a hit off Mariano Serrano, who beat Soriano, who beat him back in the day. So it, it was hard for anyone to beat the Yankees in those in, in, in that period. Oh.
6: Yeah. Yeah, I think the Yankees are clearly the history's on their side. I mean, everybody knows about all the all the pennants that they've won twins not so much at least in recent history when I was younger of course uh Kirby Puckett days they had uh, a few nice wins but uh World Series championships but I just don't think the twins get it done tonight I think if even if they stave off in a, uh elimination if you take the over here tonight I think that's the way they're going to have to get it done in um in a shootout uh whoever hits the most home runs and we'll take the total nine as well on top of the New York Yankees minus 140 for me
7: oh that's uh, correct well, I that meant Mariano Rivera yeah, I met Mariano yeah. Rivera back at the time is what I meant.
6: You
1: did? Did you have to keep... I hear, I hear if you meet Mariano Rivera, you've got to keep <laughs> one hand on your wallet at all times. Is that what you did, Tony? <laughs> I think that might be the case. I, I don't know him that well. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I just hope the Yankees don't win. I'll tell you why. I mean, it's, it's highly unlikely, but just the, the constant crowing from Yankees fans. Oh, my goodness. I can't bear it. They are the Manchester United supporters of baseball. I can't bear them, quite frankly, but I do agree with you guys. I think they're going to win this one.
7: Yeah, they will, and it yeah. should be interesting. It would set up a really good matchup if if the Astros advance. That's a big if because Yankee let them down today. It would it would bring up one of the best ALCSs I can think of in years. That Yankees Astros would be would be some series there, Nick. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I tell you what, not only the fans would love that, the
1: networks would love that too, because the networks sit around, they love these big matchups. I mean, look, no disrespect to Minnesota, but it's not exactly a massive media market. So I know the networks would absolutely love to have that matchup. Uh, how would you guys see that one ending up?
7: Who's, who would edge who? Yankees or Astros? I would look at the home field advantage here. I would look at the Astros. They have home field. And one reason for this, Nick, is the fact that the Yankees, starting pitcher and relief pitching have not done a good job on the road. And I look here at, at, even though Cranky's struggling here, I do like the top of the top two pitchers here in Verlander and Garrett Cole. Those, those are the, that's the key right there. And of course the Astros clutch hitting, they score a lot of runs in those seventh, eighth and ninth innings. And uh, I like, I would favor the Astros because of that home field. All
1: right, guys. Well,
7: we're just about out of time
1: this segment. Uh, If you like what Tony and you like what Craig have to say. If you like their picks, if you think they know what they're talking about, and trust me, they do, you can find loads more free picks at picksandparleys.net. Don't be bashful. Head over there. Give yourself the ammunition you need to make some money this sports season. All right. We're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, college
4: football. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right
3: your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing Vector Vest system risk free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800
0: 584 2519 800 584 2519 800 584 2519. That's 800 584 2519.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. On this lovely Monday, what is it, October the, October the 7th? I had to look there. That's how old I am. I just keep forgetting the date. Uh, Monday, October 7th, I'm coming to you live from Las Vegas. I'm Nick Gieber. I'm in for Chelsea Messenger, who is, as we mentioned, taking a little maternity break. Just going to have a little athletic uh endeavor of her own she's going to give birth to a child we wish her the best all right uh this segment uh, we're gonna do some college football i'm joined by back with tony tellers tony t and we're going to welcome to the show
2: joe duffy hey how's it going there joe going fantastic nick and i'm thoroughly enjoying all your british isms (laughs) Good, good. Well,
1: gentlemen, uh, something that's totally alien to people from the United Kingdom is college sports, although we do love to bet on it. And there are some great college matchups coming. In fact, in the first segment, uh, I went through some of the line movements in college football for week seven with Craig. But we have decided for your betting pleasure to curate three of the finest matches uh, coming up in college football. So let's, shall we get to it? And Thinking of, speaking of Chelsea Messenger, who is a graduate of NC State, let's start with Syracuse at NC State. Both of these teams are 3-2 and and 0-1 in the ACC. Uh, Syracuse lost back-to-back to blowouts to Maryland and Clemson. Uh, by the way, their quarterback is Tommy DeVito. Is he any relation to Danny DeVito, I would ask? And NC State coming off a 31-13 loss to Florida State. Gentlemen, uh, neither of these teams exactly knocking anyone's socks off. How do you see it? Uh, let's start with you, Tony.
7: All right, I know he, he does play like Danny DeVito, but he's no relation from my understanding here. But uh, I'm not a fan of either offense here, Nick. I'm going to go with the under here, Syracuse and NC State, to play under a total of 57.5. Did see that NC State is a three-point home favorite, but I'm really disappointed here with the offense. You know, both teams graduated some pretty good quarterbacks from last year, Syracuse and Eric Dungy, NC State, Ryan Finley. They were battling for roster spots in the preseason during the NFL, and uh, they're having issues here trying to find their replacements. And as a result, uh, we haven't seen really, really accurate quarterback play from either one of these teams. And, uh, you know, or you've got to worry about Syracuse. They're not really running the ball effectively 3.4 yards per carry that you're on the road. Now you're going to have to trust Tommy DeVito in third and long situations, and he's got five picks this season. And I'm not really a big fan of Devito. He did not look good in that road game against against Liberty, and his other road performance at Maryland was atrocious. They have not scoring points, but I'm going to look here to go under under total of 57 and a half. That's interesting,
1: Tony. I'm going to get to uh, I'm going to get to Joe in a second. Uh, I mean, both these quarterbacks like to throw the ball. I mean, one would logic would say we're going to have a pretty high scoring game, right?
7: Uh, you know you you would think that but when you can't when you're not accurate with a quarterback you're not with your passing and you're not getting any running game it's going to bring up down and distance here and again you got to look at the, the major conference games uh, a lot of these quarterbacks face some really weak opponents you got to kind of you got to back those out of the out of the database when you're looking at these teams against the power five conferences they were not effective matter of fact uh, nc state has no idea who they want to start a quarterback they had a um, uh, it looks like Bailey Hawkman 's is going to get the start. He only completed 50% of his passes against Florida State. Of course, sophomore Matthew McKay has not been effective and uh, you're, you're right, Nick with teams that throw the ball a lot. But again, when you're playing, there's one thing here. When you think about um, college football, it's a lot like it's like, like taking the premier league and the, and the two other bottom leagues and, and, and put them together. It, there's not a lot of parity in college football. So you have to back out those games against these lower division teams. All
1: right. Well, Joe Duffy, what do you think? Is Tony full of crap or is he spot on?
2: <laughs> no, uh, Tony T is correct. Both of, the, uh, uh, of these offenses have been pure rubbish this year. As far as Tommy DeVito, note that he was uh, banged up in the last game. He is probable, but he'll be playing on a short week after getting injured last week. And as Tony T did say that Matt McKay, he was pulled, but they're back up. Uh, Bailey Hockman did tweak his knee, and they didn't go back to McKay. They went to the third stringer, Devin Leary. So there is some question marks as to who exactly is going to be starting at NC State this week. But, you know, none of the three blokes have been all that impressive. Plus, Syracuse, they're going to get back probably a couple of their defensive backs. Andre Sisco and uh, Awetu Malafanu both missed the past couple games, but they are expected to be back. So Syracuse's secondary should be a little bit stronger. Also, have a pretty good angle here. When both teams have been spread disasters as of late, it does go under at a 141-81 rate, though, admittedly, admittedly that's kind of been in reverse since 2017. But I'm not really impressed by either one of these offenses. In fact, Syracuse is going under by an average of 6.1 points per game this year. NC State's going under by an average of 6.5 points per game this year.
1: All right, good stuff. Uh, shall we move along to the next game? Shall we go to the Red River Shootout, which is you know, one of my favorites because it sounds like a Western movie from the 1950s. Uh, the Red River Shootout, Oklahoma, Texas, where the last match we did, uh, Syracuse and NC State, these were two teams that were sort of trying to rebuild and struggling. Uh, on the other hand, these two are the class of the Big 12, the top two undefeated teams. Uh, gentlemen, uh, who do you like on this one? Let's uh, start with Joe this time.
2: All right, uh, Yeah, as far as the Red River shootout, Texas running back Jordan Whittingham is doubtful. Now, he's a highly touted freshman. He's yet to play, but they really had this game circled. They were hoping to get him back for this game because it is such a big uh, rivalry. It does look like he's not going to make his debut. However, conversely, their wide receiver, Colin Johnson, is probable. He's their top returning wide receiver from last year, but he was injured in game two. He's had only seven catches because he was injured midway through. Game two, so they haven't really gotten the production out of him, but that is very big that he is um, coming back. Still, big favorites in games that are expected to be blowouts—that's uh, you know nine and a half or more—and also expected to be high scoring are usually pretty good plays at eighty-six and forty-two, and that would benefit Oklahoma.
1: So you're gonna you're gonna edge Oklahoma on this one.
2: Well, no, it, actually, my, my official pick here is going to be on the over of uh, 75 because I do have a little bit of, of stuff. I know people like to talk about the so-called double-digit rivalry. I've looked that up. It is, it's not true. Um, double-digit dogs in big rivalry games don't generally do that well, but in this rivalry has been the exception. The double-digit uh, underdog is 6-1 in this rivalry, and, uh, you know, Texas – would be favorite in, in that one as far as that angle's concerned. But all in all, I think the better play here is the overlook. You got a heck of a quarterback. Oklahoma's got Jalen Hurts, who's a strong candidate for the Heisman Trophy, even a chance to pile up some big um, numbers here. And also have a nice system when the total is much higher than each team's previous total. It goes over at a pretty good rate, 276, 227, and four. So, yeah, don't, don't uh, go away from the TV in this game. There's going to be a lot of scoring.
1: Yeah, sounds like a good
7: game. Uh, Tony, how do you see it? Well, I'm going to look here at taking the points with Texas plus 10. I believe the Longhorns have made ground on the Sooners program throughout the years. They have gotten much closer to this Oklahoma team. And then and also they faced a much tougher schedule. you got to respect the fact they put up 38 points on a good LSU defense in a seven-point loss. They have back-to-back wins at, at home to Oklahoma State. And then last week, which was a very tough spot, they went into West Virginia and they got behind early. Came back, wins the game 42-31 on the road. You know, Longhorns have covered six of their past, seven against the Sooners. So they've had point spread success against Oklahoma. Yes, yeah, listen, I respect Oklahoma. They put up some good numbers, but look at this schedule. They face Houston, South Dakota, a down UCLA team, Texas Tech program, plus Kansas. I think the, the Longhorns are a little bit more tested here. So I like the I like taking the points here with Texas at plus 10.
1: So you're going with the points as well. So you, you're both a consensus here. It's going to be a very high-scoring game. And what do you say, what, 75
2: Yes, 75 is the total. So, you know, my general – for years and years and years, you know, my general gut reaction was to take the high totals and bet them under and the low totals and bet them over. And that was pretty good for a while. It does, you know, make you a little nervous because this could be a very high-scoring game and yet still go under the total. But I just think there's going to be, you know, all kinds of uh, scoring. Both of these teams have explosive offenses. And most importantly – I don't think there's really no motivation for either team to slow down the pace, especially Oklahoma. I do think that Oklahoma wants to get them very much in a shootout. But Texas still has some pretty good uh, personnel, um, especially with them, hopefully for them, getting Colin Johnson back this week. So that's going to be a, a nice weapon at it there. And if Johnson is healthy, I wouldn't be surprised if the total even goes up a little bit. So if anything, you might want to grab that total right now.
1: So, if I'm going to put some of my hard-earned money here on the uh, over 75, uh, what sort of price can I expect on that?
2: Um, well, yeah, you are going to be getting um, over 75 minus 110, but I do think if Johnson winds up, they list, officially list him as probable, wouldn't be surprised if it goes up to 76. Or 77. Not to mention, the public likes to bet these higher-scoring games to go over the total anyway. So I'm a lot better at predicting the spread and totals outcomes of the games as I am at predicting line movement. That's a little bit tougher science and a completely separate one. But I do think that it's more likely to go up than it is to go down.
7: All right, guys. Yeah, they uh, would rather, Nick, they, they would rather move the price that, that move the total, the number, than move the price in, in, in yeah. uh, college football.
1: Yeah, I got it. Right now, I understand. Uh, okay, let's go. Colorado at Oregon. Here we go. Finally, some Pac-12 action. Uh, Oregon, speaking of uh, Heisman Trophy candidates, uh, Justin Herbert's won the Heisman hopeful with Oregon. Uh, Colorado 3-2, and two, coming off a 35-30 to loss to Arizona on Saturday. Um, are either of these teams, I mean, what, well, Colorado is, uh, uh, what, number? Third, ranked 13th? Is that right?
7: Uh, you know, I don't no. really, to tell you the truth, I don't really pay attention to the rankings. It doesn't, it doesn't impact my handicap. And so it's something, uh, yep. Nick, that I don't really follow too much uh, as far as the rankings go. But, uh, you know, this Colorado team's got some offense. I'm going to look to take the points plus 20. You can also find 20 and a half in someplace. When I looked at this line, when I saw it with 20, I thought, you know, Colorado's not a doormat. There must be some injury issues. There isn't, uh, they've been competitive in team losses by five to Arizona, then in overtime to Air Force they do have wins in overtime to Nebraska and at, at Arizona state, uh, their offensive numbers production has been good. 447 yards, 300 yards in the passing game. They have a senior quarterback who's accurate. Steven Montez, 67%. And, uh, you know, what happened was that their, their, uh, NFL prospect at wide receiver, Leviska Chenault. He missed the game against Arizona. Now this is a big question, mark. You gotta make sure if he's healthy, then he's, de- then Colorado definitely a play on in this one. I would like taking the points here with, with Colorado.
1: So you're going to take Colorado. Okay. And, uh, uh, Joe, what's up? What's what, what's well, your take on this one?
2: Yeah, well, here's where Tony T and I are going to go head-to-head. Head. We saved the best for last, I guess. We're having a, a Barney, as you uh, British would say. Um, fading road underdogs of 19 or more off of the loss as a home favorite, or if they were a small underdog in that game, is a very good play, 224-1. 69 and 7 for 57 percent that would favor oregon and when you're talking about the rankings i think what you meant was oregon their rankings look they were very competitive against auburn so if things if they do run the table and things fall into place you know they're, they're gonna have to look at some of the other conferences they could still make the playoffs but in order to do that, of course, as I said, first and foremost, they have to run the table. But second of all, they need to have some good statements here. And this would be a nice chance to have a nice uh, statement game for them. Um, you know, one thing that's a surprise, because Oregon is generally considered to be an over team, so there might be some value in the under. Uh, Oregon's going under 4-1 and one by an average of 13 points per game, which is the fourth best under margin um, in the country. And it's a little too early to start looking at some of the the numbers as far as sharp versus square. But the early money is 52% of the bets on Colorado, but 84% of the money on Oregon. So that tells me the early sharp money is going uh, with Oregon. So I do expect for it to be a, a nice uh, blowout here.
1: All right. So you think this is a statement game? Most of the statements I see just say pass due on them, <laughs> but I doubt this one's going to be that. Uh, here we go. That was it. Colorado at Oregon. Our two experts are going to disagree on this one. Uh, by the way, if you like their picks, if you like what they have to say, uh, you can find them at picksandparleys.net. Uh, Tom Bees writes to us on YouTube. He says, I'm 80 percent thanks to your site. Winning so many on it. Well, winning. That's the way you want to be. All right. When we come back after the break, because uh, we are just about out of time. By the way, I want to thank Tony and Joe for the last segment. I'm going to recap today's picks for you in case you missed any of it. And as you just saw from that comment here on YouTube, you want to take these picks seriously. A great way uh, to help you with your sports betting earnings. All right. Be right back after this. All right. Welcome back. Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Just a reminder, we're here Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern time on this very network. You can also find us on iHeartRadio. Tune in. And if you miss any of the show, you can always find these shows, every single one of them, up on YouTube at Picks and Parlays. Just search Picks and Parlays. You can see it there. We're also on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Essentially, we're everywhere that you want to go when you're surfing your phone in the bathroom we're going to be on all those sites that you want to go to and we have loads of free picks for you obviously on our website at picksandparleys.net all right well we had tony tellers we had joe duffy we had craig trap three of our resident expert handicappers on let's recap their picks for you for some games coming up let's go let's start with some major league baseball here Tony t's picks Dodgers at Nationals. He said, take the Dodgers. Plus 118, they're going to close it out. And for the Yankees at Twins, consensus was the Yankees are going to close it out as well. Take the over, over nine, that is, on the Yankees at Twins. All right. Then we had some college football. We had Joe Duffy and Tony Tellez uh, giving us picks for three games. Let's start. Tony's Syracuse at NC State. He said, take the under, 57 and a half. Uh, Colorado at Oregon, he said take Colorado plus 20.5, and And Oklahoma at Texas, he said take Texas plus 10. Joe, on the other hand, he said take Syracuse at at NC State, he said take the under 57.5. That's a consensus with Tony. uh, He also had consensus with Tony at Colorado and Oregon, he said take Oregon at minus 20, and Oklahoma at Texas. He said, take over 75. That's right. You heard it, folks. 75. Lots of scoring in that game. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the show. Once again, you can find all of these picks and loads more free picks at picksandparleys.net. Be sure to go over there and go to our YouTube channel. Be sure to subscribe and click that little bell notification. Every time we put up a new video, you will get notified. You don't want to miss it. All right. That's going to wrap up the show for today. I'll be back with you tomorrow right here. On the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, picksandparleys.net. Have a great night.